Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I bring to you <laughs> Keith Burke. What's happening? From Blunt Force Inc. Uh, Keith, you are ICB and UCC heavyweight champion. <laughs> as you can see. Um, what inspired you to, uh, to pursue a boxing career in the first place? Jesus, um, I suppose we'll use that term loosely anyway. Um, yes, I always refer to this as crossover boxing as opposed to real boxing. Um, I've been a fight fan for forever. Yeah. I mean, way back to when I was a young fella, I remember staying up late. Uh, Ricky Hatton versus Mayweather was the first time I actually stayed up to watch a fight. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I became a massive UFC fan where you'd, you'd pay for Satanta Sports back in the day and yeah. you'd stay up and watch it. Till 4am. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? It was a case of, I became a UFC fan because I was a wrestling fan. And yeah. then for anyone who is aware, then obviously Brock Lesnar became a UFC fighter and I was like, oh, fucking this is, you know, I was hyped on that. Um, and then of course, uh, Mr. McGregor took the entire world by the storm. Yeah. And, uh, he I'm, had us all up till the, uh, till the, all night he had waiting, uh, he, he waiting keeps, for a fight and then in the last three seconds like, <laughs> keeping uh, credit unions in business for the yeah. last 10 years <laughs> with everyone heading to Vegas and fucking Dubai or whatever yeah. um, but I would have been friends with a lot of those guys who were involved with Team McGregor for the, for the longest time and I had been to Connor's debut and stuff and, and that's it I just um, I'm a sports fan I'm a fight fan and uh, in terms of the crossover boxing obviously I built a name for myself and some notoriety uh, through the tattoo industry. Yeah. Uh, doing conventions, being in magazines, uh, videos and all that kind of stuff, partnerships with companies. So I suppose that's where my content creation comes from, from creating art. Yeah. Right? Maybe more permanent than others. Yeah. Um, but that's where I suppose my fan following came from and my support came from. And then it just came down to um, the likes of Conor Ryan, uh, you know, being like a, a client, for example, and a, and a close friend. And then that's how I knew the likes of Ben Williams and stuff. And yeah. we became very, very close and good friends. And Ben had mentioned that he was doing uh, the UCC, which is obviously the first ever content creator uh, fight league in oh, Ireland. Brilliant. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It? it is because you know what? There's a lot of beef. Uh, in the content scene you see a lot of there people is. on TikTok yeah. talking shit to one another yeah. um, and now we finally have a venue where you can settle all those things yeah. you know what I mean and, it, and it's they, fantastic and because we we covered the UCC gig the last time and there's serious beef between oh, some of course them like you know or and even matches. the night of the event there was beef playing out with yeah. other people and whatever else and I, I'm actually delighted that it, it took off and did so well as it did because um. Now I think people because they've seen it. Yeah. It's not just a pipe dream or a fugazi. There's actually, you know, this is how we did it. We sold it out. The stream did great. The fights were great. Everyone had a good positive response. And now it's like even speaking to Ben earlier today, like the response for UCC two is mental. Every, because I, everyone I believes people, in it now. I have people messaging me saying, "Will you ask Ben?" On the next <laughs> card? And I'm like, "Hold your horses! I don't yeah, even know yeah, when yeah. it is." Yeah. Or that, that's even like I remember obviously won the belts um December sixteenth. I woke up the following morning and I had every Tom Dick and Harry offer me for a fight, you know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, Jesus Christ. Now luckily I've been able to rein in um a manager and Stephen from TNT Fight Promotions in the States 
And he sieves out all the bullshit for me now, thank yeah. God. Um, you know, I'm not getting DMs. So they have to go through him now. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I'm like just kind of a management team, you know yeah. what I mean? Not to be like, you know, big headed and sucking my own dick around, but it's a case of like, I just don't want to be getting DMs from Johnny from the flats being like, I'll have a knock <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it's, uh, he, he gets to, um, sort the wood from the trees, thank God. That's good. Yeah. That takes a bit of pressure off you. Um, right. As the ICV and UCC heavyweight champion. What would be your most memorable moment in the ring? Um, I think, you know what, it's been well publicised and well spoken on, whether positive or negative. I broke down into fucking tears after that fight. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of emotion in that camp, in my personal life or whatever else. Uh, one of the main driving factors for, for me even being involved in that scene was um, a very close friend of mine, David. Um, we lost him, unfortunately, to... Um, to uh, mental health uh, about two years ago right and he boxed he boxed with uh treaty boxing in limerick so he would have been friends with like paddy donovan lee reeves who we grew up with and stuff like that and then i was like right okay well this is a perfect outlet for i think for me a lot of people had suggested that maybe i would have gone i should have gone to like grief counseling or whatever else because I, I took that that loss uh of, of a person in my life very very harsh yes um but I, I kind of found a lot of solace in the prep for that boxing fight. Yeah. Um, it was, I suppose, therapy in, in one sense. But it was, you know, it gave me a sense of purpose because I had suffered from a lot of mental health issues on, on my end from the back of that. Like, you know, like, you know, a lot of depression and stuff like that because somebody who was who was like my family. Yes. You know, I don't really have a, a great family unit or whatever, but that person who was like a best friend who became like my family you know what i mean like a ex- exactly you know yes. it, it, it closer if even possible yeah. you know what i mean and then um to lose him it kind of like i it was it was just a kick in the dick for yeah. once for a better description you know what i mean it, it, it sucked and then i remember i was going to maybe like my my first boxing session i just came back from new york from tattooing and i was going to my first boxing session in the coliseum with stephen arm my coach and it was a um a memory on my phone that popped up and it was Steve or David, sorry, hitting pads uh with the guys in Limerick, or whatever else. And I was like, All right, okay, I was like, I need to give everything to this training camp. I didn't know what came afterwards was gonna happen. I just thought this would be a a, a one hit quit kind of thing. I started just vlogging. Give me a focus. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. a sense of purpose to get out of bed in the morning, you know what I mean? Because the the downside is of, of the industry I'm in with tattooing being self-employed and being like your own boss it's a case of um you know if I want to call in sick I don't have to ring anyone I just fucking mm-hmm. don't go in yeah you know that kind yeah. of way so there was many mornings where I was like in the height of it mad low and I just wouldn't get out of bed for the day yeah. whereas now it's like I had the purpose of like if I don't get out of my bed and I don't go run and do me 5k and don't go train I'm going to get my ass whooped yeah, it's kind of in front of all fight. my friends and family. You yeah. know what I mean? So that was my main motivation. I moved down the country for just before the camp kind of took kind of full speed. Um, I was out running at half five, six in the morning. Um, and it was, it was weird. Cause like, I'm not really like a, I'm not really a spiritual or religious person, but I found myself, there's a certain point on my running route every morning where I just having full blown conversations with my friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, like asking him questions or whatever and um sorry um 
and that was my my main driving factor and i think because i started talking about it and putting it out there more it became more real then obviously people bought into it and were like supporting me then the icb got on board and were like fuck we have like a person in keith who can like fly the flag for the organization and whatever else and the same thing with the ucc and it was just like oh this guy is like it's it's more more than just like he wants to have a knock with someone and wants to talk shit on social media it was like that's where a lot of the support and, and the fanfare came from for the UCC. Yeah. And then I'm luckily enough and I'm blessed that on the back of that, it's kind of catapulted me now. It's opened Into doors the big, big you. scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. In a, in a weird way, I'm kind of feeling like, oh, well, me, 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 uh, me friend had me back and he's kind of like, you know, it, it's his fault that yeah. that's all happened. Um, but yeah, it was just a case of like, I'm not going to go to the extent to say that like maybe the UCC in the box and saved my life, but it definitely put purpose back in my life. Yes. Because like, you know, at that point, tattooing felt like a job and I was a clock in, clock out kind of vibe because yeah. I was like emotionally not there. And now it's like, because of the training and the sense of purpose and all the stuff that came with it, it's like, put a pep back in my step, put a smile back in my face. And yeah. I feel like, I suppose when I was sounding too dramatic, it, it it's like, oh, there's a reason to be like, all right, let's make this goal. And then in a year's time, let's do this and all that kind of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's in a, in a weird way, it's kind of played out beautifully. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's made me excited for the future. Yeah. Well, come here. I, uh, that's a, a horrendous story. And <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt that David was in the ring with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, what a story. Jesus, how how has the discipline of boxing then influenced your approach to other aspects in your life? Because obviously, if you were in a bad headspace yeah. at that time, it probably drew you out of that a little bit. It did indeed, because I, I I remember like you know like I went through a lot of stuff like you know from a personal point of view, um, where like I just didn't really give a fuck for the want of a better description. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for the boxing, then it was a case of like. You know, you as they say is you don't play boxing. You know what I mean. Um, so what I did was, I just seeked, sought out the best possible coaching and advisory and help I possibly could. Um, but yeah, I suppose from the discipline point of view, I it all kind of boils back to you. No know, one wants to get knocked out in front of their friends and family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then because I am such a supporter of boxing, I'm such a fan. I think the sport deserves the, a level of respect too. Yes. Because like, you know, all, anyone who steps into the ring, first of all, it takes guts and courage. Second of all, we're all only one shot away from being like physically damaged for forever. Yeah. So you need to be putting the best possible preparation you possibly can in. That's it. We've seen people die in the ring. You know, you know what I mean? And yeah. unfortunately, that's that, that is the fucking case. It's yeah. the brass tacks. Yeah. So you need to give yourself the best possible... Um, chance to not only be successful but also be protected yeah you know what i mean because the referee and everything can only do so much it's on you then to do the work yeah you know um, and I, I had i had this conversation with a couple of influencer boxers in my division on twitter and i was like see this talk of you saying oh this person's a bum i'm only gonna train for a week and whatever else yeah and i'm like fuck all that shit the sport deserves more respect than it that. does yeah and that's what I that's agree. the angle i'm coming at from yeah. obviously i'm in the influencer crossover space but I'm like, put some respect back on the fucking name of boxing because yeah. I the same thing. I had the same vibe when it came to tattooing. There was too many people bastardizing the industry. Yeah. There's too many people bastardizing boxing. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, this fucking sport will be there long after all this stuff is over and done with. And I had I had a conversation with an interviewer last week where I was like, I'm fucking here 
to beat some respect back into the sport yeah. from these people who aren't showing it any. Yeah. And that's just the facts. And, and now you're right. And there are a lot that, that aren't showing it any. Of course like, there is. Really. Um, that's a, another thing that I was coming to. Balancing like a really successful career in both sports and like art requires serious, yeah, yeah. serious dedication. Like yeah. how do you manage your time effectively to excel in both? To be fair, I'm not... I, I would like to say oh, you're not a mediocre tattoo no, artist and no, you're not a mediocre much, yeah, boxer either. That. It's yeah, yeah, your yeah. all or all or nothing, which I, I think, think. think that's my personality to be fair. Um like a very hundred percent or nothing at all, you know, kind yeah. of way. Um I'm balancing it right now. I've kind of like as I was touching on earlier, I'm I promised myself like 18, 24 months, see what comes out of this boxing space. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I'm enjoying it. It's yeah. giving me like I'm getting a lot of fulfillment from it. And yeah. personally, um, I feel like I'm in great shape. I'm. It's nice to wake up in the morning and be like, "Oh fuck, I look good." You know yeah. that kind of way. Um, the, a lot of the Twitter space people are calling me um the heavyweight poster boy. Yeah, is what I was coined this yeah. morning on Twitter or whatever. Heavyweight poster um, boy, I, I think. It. I think. I think it's just like, but that's also coming from the guys who could do with a training bra and a fucking, you know what I mean, and a diet. Um. But in case of like in in the case of like balancing both, it's quite hard because in in the tattoo realm, there's more to it than just that initial appointment between twelve to six. Yes. There's 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 you know references and there's drawing and there's homework. I wasn't the best person in school, and now I have a job that involves homework. You know, it's yeah. a pain in the bollocks. Um, but there's all the preparation that goes into it. Plus, then you spend your day five six hours speaking to a person so when you go home your social battery is kind of zapped yeah because you're trying to give you want to give a good tattoo but you also want that person who's saved up their money to pay for it to have a great experience and leave not only with a new piece of art on them but to be buzzing being like i had a fucking great day yeah. you know what i mean yeah and so it my responsibility is to make sure that that person you know gets my full attention yeah and like we're cracking jokes and telling stories all day long because it is such a personable like uh scenario um, and then in terms of boxing then it's like i'm just trying to balance the training and the diet and everything else with uh the tattooing i'm lucky in the sense that obviously i, I own my own private space now you know if i want to work three or four days a week i can if i want to work six or seven i can yeah um and like, it's an amazing studio thank you very much i appreciate yeah, that fun. um we i obviously have big plans for the future and stuff um but we'll, we'll get there in the end i never really wanted to be a shop owner but yeah. here we are circumstances <laughs> I never wanted to be a, a box reader but here we are yeah Um. you know what I mean life throws curves balls at you every now and again I suppose I don't really have an answer for the balance I'm just trying to take it every Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday as like as it comes exactly. you know what I mean you're so just trying to fit it all into exactly your 24 it. Yeah, yeah, hours and 100%. then try and get a bit of kick in the <laughs> as well Um, boxing and tattooing as well it's physically demanding also yeah like how do you maintain your physical and mental health um the physical health a case of what i will say is because i diet quite heavily for boxing i mean i walk around still 18 stone yeah but i still calorie count every single day uh, the only day the only day i didn't calorie count was christmas day yeah um like i weighed in for the ucc and you didn't ICB want to get fight. a shock at the end of the day <laughs> just a case of like i i knew there was a fight coming in Saint, on St. Patrick's weekend and I thought that the gap between the UCC and when I would start camp for that I didn't want to put myself in such a hole that I had to climb out of a hole first before I started work I got you yeah. so I, I trained the whole way through Christmas dieted 
Um, I weighed in for the the title fight in the Red Cow at two fifty two. I'm walking around at two fifty four now, so I've only put on two pounds. So, cool. as a, as a wise man once said, I survived Christmas. So that's definitely that is good. Um, and that that just comes down to the discipline and whatever else. I think that's also lends itself to my personality traits. Yeah, where I'm all in because you are in a spot like in here. If you're your hair all day tattooing, it's easy to just like run down and grab a yeah. burger or something yeah. where you can't really do that. Like, no, I can't. I have a I have a really good team around me. Um, and that's the thing. Same thing. Same with tattooing, for example. And like you know, with the boxing, I wanted to get the best possible coaching. I wanted to get the best possible nutrition. I wanted no guesswork whatsoever. So if I'm doing this, I'm doing it all in. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like oh, because I don't want to. If I show up on fight day or a weigh in day or the fight has just happened, I don't want it to be a case of fuck. Like I could have done this. Yeah. I want no stone unturned. Yeah. Because not only does the sport deserve it. But I deserve it to myself as well. You have to, you have to, you know, what you put in, you'll get out. Yeah. And it's like, I, even the result of the, the title fight in the warehouse before Christmas, I knew I was winning that fight. I knew the whole way through those eight weeks I was winning that fight because my head was where I'm willing to light myself on fire to burn you. Yeah. And I, I'd walked through so much shit in my personal life and my professional life that I was like, a couple of fucking smacks isn't going to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when I knew, you've already been to hell, there's no like, more I, life I, I knew it like. after the first round of that fight that I, that Jake had thrown his best shots at me and I was like, oh, you're fucked now. Yeah. There's a there's a video, I watched the fight back about a fortnight after it and there's a video where I'm like, we're coming out for the second round and I'm just like, oh, oh, it's fucking real now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was a great boxer. Oh, but he, he was a great fighter. MMA fighter. Outclassed. Like, you know what I mean? And it was a case of like, it was... Just who was willing to go more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's the that's the case. And that's the same thing with all these other fights are coming out because you have all these other big influencers calling me out for big fights and whatever else. And I'm like, yeah, cool. But like but while you're at home playing Minecraft, yeah. I'm fucking training. <laughs> and while you're sleeping, I'm running the fucking roads of brain. You know while your I mean? mommy's making your bed for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um as a right a champion in two diverse fields, what yeah. advice would you give to someone looking to pursue multiple passions and succeed in both? Um, because for you, question. I think it's a keeping your head together thing. Like you're yeah. like go 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 go, but not everybody has probably been no. Life has to kick the shit out of you. Of course it does. To yeah. be for you to have that. Yeah, and I feel I, mean? I feel like especially because the day and age we live in especially with the likes of like social media and stuff like that it's um it can be hard to get down on yourself because it's everyone's highlight reel versus your behind the scenes mm-hmm. you know and I, i've spoken about that in the past where like i'll put a photo up and i'll be like at a tattoo convention or yeah. at something and then i'll be like but i had a meltdown half an hour before that that photo yeah but no one knows that yeah you know what i mean um in terms of you know what the best thing the best thing i can do is like just don't fucking listen to the outside noise mm-hmm. i spent years and I still do it to a certain extent, <clears throat> trying to pacify everyone, being like, oh, fuck, I hope that, that group of people like me. And I, I hope, you know, I'm not doing anything to, to piss this section of people off and whatever else. And that's even like where the whole Blunt Force Inc. and Blunt Force Key thing came from. I cr- created and curated this attitude and this, I suppose, persona and character uh, years ago where I was like, fuck all no, of I'll you. Yeah. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And you know what? I, I even to this day I live it 
as much as I possibly can. Sometimes it can be difficult because obviously, you know, you have that doubt in the back of your head, that mm-hmm. imposter syndrome that comes out every now and again because I, I, I suffer with that every now and again. Um, But I've stayed true to myself as best I possibly could. Yeah. I've said, this is my goal. This is what I want to do. And I've gone and fucking done it. Yeah. And I've tried to, whether it be me getting on international conventions or me getting in fucking magazines and whatever else, I got that. I got there because I was like, fuck all of you. This is what I want to do. And I'm not going to stop until I get there. Yeah. Because if I spent, if I spent, all right, for example, if I had spent time listening to those who are around me over the last year, I'd have never boxed. No, exactly. Yeah. There was people around me who I thought that were friends of mine that were like, why do we want to go see you get knocked out? Mm-hmm. If I had listened to them, I would have pulled out of that fight. Yeah. There was people around me being like, why are you going to the UK nonstop to do conventions and to do magazines and whatever else? If I listened to them, I would have never been internationally published. I'd have never done all the biggest shows in fucking the UK. Yeah. I'd have never been invited to North America to tattoo. I'd have never got a business visa to go work in North America. Whenever the fuck I feel like. Yeah. I'd have never had two belts in front of me. No. I'd have never accomplished fuck all. Yeah. And I'd never be out the door busy. Yeah. If I spend time worrying about what they fucking think, and projecting I, their shit on me, then I exactly. wouldn't have got nowhere. And I don't think friends and family like think like I don't think they think before they speak. No, like it, you, I even feel that you know you, you you'd be very surprised by some people. You know, like you think yeah. they're oh, they're gonna be in my corner. They're gonna yeah. love this what I'm yeah. about to do, and then you tell them, and they're like, "Oh, are you sure?" I think you know. I was trying to pinpoint this a couple of weeks ago when I was having a conversation with a few friends we suffer especially in Ireland in particular from crabs in a bucket syndrome is what it's called so if you have 10 crabs and you put them in a bucket and one crab tries to climb out of that bucket the other nine will try and pull him down before they try and climb out right yeah, so if that. you think about that That's think about it again yeah. so that one person who's trying to aspire to something greater the other nine around him will pull that person down yeah. him or she whatever yeah. pull them down before they try and get themselves out as well and we suffer from that in this society yeah. especially in this country yeah absolutely 100%. and you know what I, I'm starting to see that more and more of course you as, do. as the mo- yeah. years and months yeah. go on because like, as they absolutely. say the nail that sticks out gets hammered yeah yeah, I think I had more family and friends around me when I was on my fucking knees. Of course do you know you do. what I mean? Yeah. But the, I think the more I, I kind of come on in life as and well. That's shit. It dwindles away. It's shit. But it doesn't matter. I'm happy in myself. Yeah, happier, absolutely. obviously, and in what, myself. Like. What, what comes with that is you have to have like a callous brain and a callous exterior to that shit to be like, you know what? I don't need to listen to this noise. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I worry about that on a daily basis or whatever else. I'm just glad that I have a good team around me, whether it be in tattooing or in boxing or in my personal life, yeah. that I can lean on to ask their opinion in those moments where I'm having self-doubt. Yeah. Um, But it's something that is in every walk of life in this country and everyone experiences it mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I notice it even now that like I'm getting a bit of notoriety with the boxing or whatever else and all this kind of shit and people leaving mean comments and stuff like that and I'm like look it is what it is yeah how do you deal with the comments that wasn't even in me questions um, I, I don't know what I'm I struggle with the comments I'll, I get I'll be honest with you abuse. I, I get dog's abuse on yeah. TikTok yeah, like, for too. example right and yeah. it's, it's fucking horrible and and I just have to sit there and go, right, okay. What have I done in the last 12 months? And what has user 9648111 done? Yeah, in the sitting last, in his mass exactly, box room. You know yeah. what I mean? And I sometimes, because I had made 
a conscious effort to clap back at them. I'd make videos because <laughs> I get the whole like, oh, the fucking stadium with the tattoos and blah blah blah. I didn't get tattoos. I thank you very daddy. much. I appreciate that. Um, and I had done that because those videos were getting good traction for me because it was me just being like, all right, man, relax. Yeah. Um, but now it's just a case of like, look, it is what it is. I mean. If you go on to any person of notoriety, like, you know, whether it be a celebrity or a musician or a model or whatever else, if you keep scrolling far enough, you'll find someone talking shit about them. Yeah. But the way I, I'm trying to view it now, and because I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that, like, I'm friends with the likes of Ben Williams and a couple more guys who are, like, you know, very, very out there on top of their game. Yeah, and I, driven. And, like, yeah, exactly. So driven, like. And, you know, Ben had put it per, uh, perfectly and beautifully a few weeks ago when we were chatting. He was like, man, I ain't got fucking time to read the comments. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that actually, right. yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, right, he's okay. fucking right. He's like, like, fucking bollocks. He goes, they're commenting, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, you know oh. what? Little do they know the fucking idiots. They're just helping the algorithm to bring See? more to your, you know, yeah. more views to your page. Um, What future goals do you have in both boxing and tattoo artistry? And how do you see your career evolving in the coming years? Uh, In terms of tattooing, um, obviously, I've got the, the private space here now. Um, I've a couple of very close friends, tattooers and stuff, traveling from uh both in Ireland and outside of Ireland to come and guest here and hang out and whatever Brilliant. else. Um, because I think like Dublin is a hub of tattooing anyway, mm-hmm. and I want to show uh friends that I have from further afield, whether it be let's say outside of Dublin or in the UK or America, whatever, exactly what Irish tattooing has to offer. So I want to yeah. bring them here, get them to experience Irish culture, take them for a drink, bring them to the storehouse, all that kind of stuff, hang out for a few days, um. So that's my plan for here. Just kind of like, just, just, I suppose, expose a lot of my friends to the Irish tattoo culture. Um, and then, I mean, next month, I'm in Brighton Tattoo Convention, which is, you know, anyone who knows anything about tattooing will know exactly what Brighton Tattoo Convention means. That's the big one on the calendar every year. Yeah. Um. Then I'll, I'll be in uh, Leeds Tattoo Convention. I've agreed to do Golden State in Sacramento in September. Cool. So I did New York last September. I'm going to do the West Coast this September. Um, which I'm looking forward to. So I feel like uh, where I'm at in my career, I've kind of I've kind of uh, leveled up in the state of conventions. Yeah. Uh, so I'm at the next level of like very prestigious shows to be involved in, which I'm very lucky like, for. It's a serious waiting list for you, now, no, isn't it? Mental. I mean, no. I, someone messaged me earlier and they were like, "When can you get me in?" And I was like, "I can, I can tattoo you in June." If you want. <laughs> I don't mean, I don't even know what I'm doing next week. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, exactly. I can do. I can tattoo you in June." Uh, so I'm very lucky to have a, a loyal clientele and people because from a business point of view. I tried to look after people. Yeah. Um, and there was a great phrase I learned from a an old school tattooer years and years ago before I even picked up a machine. And he said, the one bit of advice I'll give you when it comes to customers is if you can learn one piece of advice about every customer you tattoo, that you'll guarantee you'll have no issues with filling your books ever again. So if someone comes in and goes, oh, I'm going to Benidorm with my family next week. Mm-hmm. And then as they're leaving, go, hey, John, Make sure you enjoy Benidorm. I'll see you when you get back and make sure you don't get sunburned, right? When he comes back in the next time I see him, go, John, come here. So how'd you get on Benidorm? Yes. Automatically makes that person feel at yeah. home. Makes them feel like they're wanted. Yeah. And I've used that that little bit of a tip that I learned a long time ago the whole way through my tattoo career. And my books, the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the, the reviews speak for themselves. Um. So that's my plan is just to keep plugging away with the tattoo. In terms of boxing, I am, what did I say? Thursday. I am currently seven weeks out from my next fight. Ooh. Is oh, it, you said March, is it? Yeah, so Paddy's weekend. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. So where, is, so where is this? So um, when does this podcast go out? 
tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I think the press release will probably be launched by then. Okay. So because well, I'm, I'm, we can, we can I'm working on I'm working wait. on American time, so everything I do is six hours delayed because it's all going through Florida. Right. I will be tattooing. Sorry, I will be boxing on hype boxing uh, in Tampa, Florida. Um, Paddy's weekend. So Paddy's falls on the Sunday this year. So it'll be the Saturday, sixteenth of March. Uh, opponent, I can't speak on just yet. Yeah. I can confirm it will be an ICB world title eliminator fight. So the winner of that will fight for the world title of this uh, in America. It'll be streamed live around the world um, via the zone. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hyped. I'm hyped on that because I hope a lot of people will be getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning to watch me fight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the, that's the plan with that. I'm in the ticket training now for that with Steve out in the Coliseum. Steve um, Ormond is your yeah. coach. Steve was amazing man. He's he was a professional fucking... boxer himself we have he? a love hate relationship so last week he was kicking me in the ribs this week he was punching me in the stomach um, he means I well think, I think he's just jealous of my height that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is um, so the plan is obviously I just got back from Leeds for Misfits 12 uh, spoke to a couple of people there uh, involved with the company and other fighters whatever there is a heavyweight fight taking place between Bad Boy Beeman and Gary Olive probably on Misfits 13 or 14 yeah but I think the main aim is to have our boy Ben Williams fight yeah. in Dublin yeah. in the Tree Arena sometime in spring, summer, maybe against Jarvis for the Misfits title. And I would like to be on the support and carry for that. So Absolutely. get past America, maybe bring the world title fight back to Dublin uh, on Ben's undercard. And yeah, um, yeah just put, uh, as we said last weekend when we were over in Leeds, it's uh, Irish's time to take over. You know yeah. I mean? Well, we have a full year of boxing now. Well, that's it. Because we've, obviously, UCC 2002. Yes. And we've also got the JV boxing promotions. We have, the, that's 10 fights. I know. And I have to say, actually, a massive shout out to Jay Byrne for the simple reason is, as a boxing uh, purist, massive fan uh, a personal friend, the likes of Graham McCormick, Lee Reeves, uh, obviously the guys like Sinan, Sinan in a uh, Coliseum or oh, something. Like brilliant, that. putting he? these guys, yeah, giving them a platform, yeah. Because I think the hardest, the hardest thing when it comes to the professional game is getting the platform, yeah. Um, and it's it's so nice for the domestic scene because because of obviously all the stuff that had gone on with the regency and stuff like that, we've been starved of pro box in Ireland for so long. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean. Like I seen Katie Taylor fight live, but I seen Katie Taylor fight live in Liverpool. Yeah. I didn't get to see her in Ireland first. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I had to travel to support our fighters, yeah. our, the GOAT. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she is. She is. Um, and it's great to go down to the warehouse to sit there ringside and watch professional boxing like on your doorstep. Yeah. You know I mean? Which I'd urge anybody who hasn't got tickets to get tickets and yeah. come to um, the, the, the fights. There's obviously one in February and one in March which are going to be un- uh, unbelievable there's two in March there's one in February that's sold out I, right, think, okay. I think actually the other day there was 15 tickets left so I presume they're sold out which now. is basically fuck all the, the 1st of March and a week later the 8th of March as Class. well and then I think 25th of May and so it, yeah. but in total there's one being done I think one was in November so there's still nine left yeah. which will that's take class. us to the end of the year you know I mean? and then with UCC as well so I mean I think our weekends are booked out now but that's, that's the thing as well it's just like um i think you know everybody uh is starting to get back enthusiastic from you know on the tail end of covid for example everyone's yeah. going out and they're they're buying tickets to events and going to these things yeah. and, and the most important thing is they're supporting 
hometown promotions they're supporting hometown fighters and whatever else and you want to get behind these guys because these are the guys who are going to be paying subscription fees to watch fight in the tree arena and all these other arenas in years to come exactly you know I mean? so, and it, it, I think it's really important because if you look at the likes of young, young Ben Williams as well I mean he's 20 years old no. and look at what he's achieving yeah, already yeah. like that man is he's going everywhere he's not just going a, places yeah. he's going fucking everywhere I was having dinner uh, about 10 days ago and I was having a conversation with his mum and I was like, I forget how old your young flit is yeah. all the time. Because yeah. when we're talking, I'm in my 30s and he, he speaks like a person 10 years older than yeah, he actually very is. Mature. He's, he's clued really, in, like, you know what I mean? So he knows yeah. the sauce. And that probably as well, because he, he is so into his boxing and fitness and everything else. He's very level-headed and, yeah. you know, most most young lads his age will be out on the rip all weekend course, yeah. and you know running yeah. amok like but yeah. this I think it, it, it keeps you in yeah. it keeps you focused so you know that if you go on the rip from Friday till Sunday your week's training is fucked you might as well not yeah, yeah. done any of yeah. it you know yeah. what I mean so it does just undoing all the hard work you did yeah and what I love the most and I have to give credit for him my hat's off to him again is the fact that not only is he doing this for himself but he gave the likes of me and stuff a platform too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he reached I mean, out to all, me. All the, all the influencers, you know. Of course. And that's the thing is like, you know, I would never have, like if it wasn't for Ben, I wouldn't have had these two titles. I wouldn't have had the connections and made the, the friendships I did through the UCC and stuff like that. And I wouldn't be going to Florida to fight these fights. No. So I know obviously he's what, 12 years my junior. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I, I credit a lot of my progression to him opening the door for all of us. I yeah. said it last week. When he, when he came back ringside after his fight in Misfits, I was like, he's blown the door open for all of us Irish. He kicked down doors you know open. I mean? He built them in. This stuff, you know? So, I mean, that's the, the thing as well. Isn't like, I've done, since Misfits, I've done six interviews yeah. with media outlets online in regards to me being involved in Misfits. And yeah. it was just me there with the titles, being in Ben's corner, being like, oh fuck, these Irish lads aren't fucking about. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not only can we have the gift of the gab, but we can actually back it up as exactly. well. Exactly. You know? So it's it's kind of like, I was there for, let's say, Connor's surgeons in the UFC and in a little bit of a different space, it's the same thing where a lot of them now are sitting back going, oh shit, maybe we should have taken notice. These lads aren't fucking about. You exactly. Know what I mean? So that's, I'm excited about the whole thing. It's like, even now I'm like, right, do you want to go for a jog? Like, you, know, <laughs> you can go for your jog in a few minutes, but first I have two would you rather questions oh for you. I thought I'd right, okay. get you with a curveball. Right. Would you rather have a remit, rematch with your toughest opponent or create a tattoo for your favourite celebrity? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to have to say uh, create a tattoo for my favourite celebrity. I've been lucky in the sense of Obviously, I've tattooed the likes of Thomas Carty and a lot of Sinead Kavanagh and a lot of people from like sports and backgrounds too. I admire. My favorite thing about tattooing is I love the conversations. Yes. You know what I mean. It can be uh, an elaborate um, like counseling session for some people, um, but I love hearing people's stories and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And what like even I always said if I won the Euro Millions tomorrow, I'd still tattoo because yeah. I love the conversation of it. Yeah. Um, and like getting to know people and stuff yeah. like that like even the first time I tattooed Thomas he had just got back from uh, training Anthony Joshua and me being what? a fight fan I was like what was that like oh my god how, hard how tall is he all that kind of stuff you know <laughs> what I mean um, so I suppose I would definitely pick creating a tattoo for my favourite celebrity because I'd probably have an arm's length of questions for them yeah. while they're there you know what I mean and who would it be Ooh, I'm a massive football fan yeah 
I've been trying to tattoo a member of the football. Yeah, you're an team. Arsenal fan, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to, I've reached out to the likes of Harvey Elliott and stuff um, because I have a plug within the Premier League for right. tickets and all that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to reach out to one of the footballers because in case anyone noticed, footballers have her- atrocious tattoos. Mm-hmm. They're fucking shocking. Yeah, they are. And like, you're like a multi-millionaire. Why are you getting that tripe on you? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would love to maybe tattoo the likes of like Steven Gerrard or Jamie oh, Carragher right. or someone. Just yeah. just so I could hear their stories. Yes. You know what I mean? Of like all the matches I watched growing up. And yeah. Like, can, you, can you replay what it was like to be at Istanbul and all that kind of stuff? So probably a footballer to be fair. Yeah, and what you're saying even about conversations with people in the tattoos... And originally I met you in a barber shop because I'm a right. barber yeah, as well yeah, yeah. and I love that's what I love about my job I yeah. don't I don't like getting up and going to work of course nobody does but yeah. once I get there like it only takes one person to come in it makes your fucking day that's having the conversation with that you person your first sip of coffee and then yeah. you're going how are you getting on and, and like, there's oh, so right, many like every character every person yeah. that walks in your doors is a completely different character yeah, and yeah. yeah I love people and yeah. I think it's the barber and COVID actually was great for me because yeah. because I couldn't work I started doing the live interviews on Instagram yeah, which yeah. led me to the podcast yeah. which led me to this do you yeah. know what I mean but and I feel like you probably had grown a natural ability to speak to yes. people through your job through barbers yeah. you know what I mean whereas like you don't have that like you know you have the natural icebreaker questions and stuff like that because you do it every single day yeah same as like anybody who works in personal service because yeah. you you have to have that kind of like you know that 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 uh, approachable kind of manner about you, Absolutely. and then you know the questions to ask and what ones not to ask and X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So like that's why it's a perfect fit then for you to do the podcasting because you literally do a live podcast every forty minutes in work. You yeah. Know what I mean? Exactly. So, that's exactly how yeah. it is. Yeah. And you can actually make someone's day just by letting them vent whatever yeah. if they're having a shit time. Yeah. Like you do, you hear horror stories. Of like, course you, you know, do. And, yeah, absolutely. And it's something the. People tell you things like in a setting like yours or mine yeah. that they would probably not tell their best friend yeah. or their parents yeah. or, or their wife. I see all the time where like people will come in and they'll share something personal with me and then when they come back in, so remember what I was telling you before? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. The conversation yeah. will continue. You yeah, know what I mean? it's amazing. Um, I like incredible friendship. Because it, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And it puts you in a sense of, you know, you have a responsibility to look after those people, but it also it's nice because it gives you a sense of like they have trust in you yeah you know what I mean same as like with, with Barbara and they go to the same barber when it comes yeah. to tattoo and they go to the same tattoo yeah and you know I was I mean? devastated when you moved away <laughs> <laughs> that's the handiest haircut I ever had oh, to do go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> expose those tattoos and one more would you rather if you could collab with any boxer alive or past would you rather tattoo them or fight them and who oh. would it be Right, so I'd mentioned uh, earlier that I'll be traveling to Saudi Arabia for the Tyson Fury and Usyk fight yeah. uh, here in the middle of February. Um, I'm a massive Tyson Fury fan, mm-hmm. and I have been even way before his comeback with the mental health and whatever else. I was aware of because a lot of people don't know Tyson was meant to fight amateur for Ireland. Right, so he was actually meant to fight for us and go to the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I didn't know and that. then, like most things, the British claimed him. Uh, so if you if you if you go back through his lineage and stuff like that, he actually fought a couple of amateur tournaments for Ireland. Yeah. And then obviously got claimed by Britain and X, Y, and Z. Um I suppose I would pick Tyson just for the example of I think he would be a fantastic mind to ask questions to. 
I don't want to fight him though. Yeah. That's definitely so not because he's the fucking pound for pound king. Yeah. He's the gypsy king. He'd chin me inside yeah. less than one. Um. So at least in a tattoo setting, I'm in charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and I just think that at least in a tattoo set, like I'd probably drag out for a few hours and ask yeah. him more questions than I probably would have more time for. So yeah, someone like, someone like Tyson, I think he's a fantastic brain. I think he's a fantastic fighter. What he's done for mental health is amazing. Um, as he still battles through his mental health issues yeah. every single day which is well documented um, and men and do well and women do as well but I think women find it easier to go and talk to people and yeah. get help and now I, I've done that over the years it doesn't suit me I don't like yeah, talking yeah. about shit yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I just know I'll deal with it but it, it do, it's it's a big deal for men that's why I think this sport is it's really important for anybody with any mental health issues all sport it's really important because it's an outlet it's an escape and for just an hour out of the day you can just be somewhere else and not in your shit like in Um, the problems what I admire most about him is not only is the heavyweight champion in the world a lot of people could deem sharing your issues with mental health as a weakness and and, and to to a credit and to to a certain point you have to agree that I don't want to give my opponent an inch Mm. I don't want to give them anything they could say in a press conference an interview to rile me up and yeah. make me emotional whatever else and that doesn't stop him sharing his struggles yeah. and that's why I admire him so much yeah. and why I'm like gonna trek 18 fucking hours across the world to watch him box yeah. because as I was saying earlier it's like my dad's generation was Ali and Fraser in the jungle yeah. my generation is uh, Fury and Usyk in the sand dunes yeah. you know what I mean so I was like it's a once in a lifetime thing but yeah, to answer your question in the most roundabout way possible, it would definitely be Tyson because I feel like I could get a serious conversation out of him, and it just his, his the way he thinks and the way his mind works boggles me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. definitely. And he Tyson. speaks from the heart, like one hundred percent. Where's yeah. his heart in the sleeve? And I know anything he tell you wouldn't be bullshit. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Good man. Well, Jesus, keep work. It's been <laughs> an absolute pleasure, and thank you so much for giving us your time. You're so, welcome. yeah, thanks a million. Thank you very really much. Really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you, love. Good man. And good luck in March. No worries. Thank you. Over and out, guys. <laughs>